Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? We are looking again at the chart of the 12th of November, 1995. We started on it last week, but there's a few loose ends to be tied up, so we'll do that now. We basically did Robson and Jerome, Coolio and Oasis in the last one, but there's so much more going on. But as we said, there's not a great deal of um, of um, Britpop stuff going on, is there? I've got lots of our price memories in this one. There's, I mean, Queen are at number eight down four places with a song called Heaven for Everyone, which was the first one that they put out uh, from the archive after Freddie had died. It was the first unreleased thing they put out. And there was a massive fucking furore about it among the Queen fans. They were all coming in the week before, you know, uh, is the new Queen single out yet? And all that kind of thing. No, it's out on fucking Monday, you fucking oddball. Um, um, and it, it sold like fucking hot cakes in the first week thankfully it didn't get to number one i was glad about that um it peaked at number two um heaven for everyone straight in at number two in the hit parade freddie's comeback it was kept off the top by coolio gangster's paradise so, which we talked about last week um and it's did. a i think a, a brilliant song of this era <clears throat> so it, it dropped down quite quickly dropped down from two to four then to eight because obviously all the fucking Queen fans bought it in the first week. Um, and I'm sorry to keep going on and on about how much I dislike Queen, but I'm it's right. funny how you have a mental filter of any time because obviously 1995 is a year that is very dear to my heart and has been yeah well well catalogued over the years on Top Flight Time Machine. And you do think of certain songs. So when I look at this, I think, oh yeah, Wonderwall by Oasis, Coolio. And missing by everything but the girl. These are songs, but then these other ones, you don't, you either don't remember them at all, or you remember them. But I couldn't have fucking told you for one second, you know, that I believe an up on the roof by Robson Jerome, which I do remember, was mm. I could have got that. I could have been five years out on that. Yeah, it's like all of yeah. these things. Like we've done punk, we've done the seventies in disco and punk eras, right? And I guess probably prog rock eras as well we've gone for all these eras but actually when you get to the chart you realize that sometimes out of 40 songs even if it was mm. at the the peak of so-called you know punk 
like there might be yeah. one song by the fucking Stranglers in the whole top 40. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the best song in that chart would have been probably whatever the Bee Gees had put out at the time. Yeah. But that's right. kind of revisionism because you, you learn and you grow and you uh, you, you improve, unless you're a Queen fan. Um, what else is going on? Meatloaf as well. I've got similar feelings towards Meatloaf and his fans as I have towards Queen. Mm. Again, it's it's music for people who I believe don't have the ability to process music correctly. Um, they don't have the music that's not a criticism. in their mind. Yeah, it's not a criticism. It's a physical ailment. You know David Mitchell out of Peep Show? And yeah. David Mitchell, right? He, here's, yeah. I'm David Mitchell, and this week in my Observer column, here's the thing I don't like about brollies, right? Uh, he doesn't like music, <clears throat> I heard him say once. He doesn't like music. Yeah, he's, he just, he's not like anti, he's just, I'm just not really into it. Just not, don't really listen, never really I mean, listen to it. I, I like David Mitchell, but I was thinking about this the other week, and I was thinking about Cambridge University, and I was thinking about the Footlights Club that they all go well, yeah. to. I can just imagine you and, sitting and, there thinking about that, uh, working yourself into a frothy mouth yeah. rage. Well, not really, no. <laughs> what, what, it was because Footlights has produced loads and loads of great comedians. Yeah. But it's also produced a fuckload of really average ones as well. And Tom I can't O'Connor, get Chubby Brown. No. <laughs> um, Don't make me get the list up. Right. Off Wikipedia. No, I'm not naming names, but there's a list on Wikipedia, and you look at some of them and you think, brilliant. You know, Fry and Laurie, people like that. Um, I mean, David Mitchell's really good. I like David Mitchell. But then, basically, you've got these people who went to Cambridge University to study, let's say, maths or yeah. engineering or something else, mm. and they've they've managed to get lifelong careers solely because they went to a club a couple of nights a week. They went to a little society yeah. club. And it's led to them getting this fucking these lifelong careers of being, let's face it, mediocre. I, well, I, that 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 yeah, does but the ones nothing. you just the people you just mentioned that. aren't mediocre, are they? No. Do you want me to name names? I'm not going to name names. Anyway, David Mitchell doesn't like music. Well, maybe yeah, I've gone off just a little heard bit that more. once. Um, at number ten, <laughs> a new entry, "Golden Eye" by Tina Turner. Right yeah. now, this is, uh, you know, again, I don't want to... James Bond is another thing that sometimes will enrage you, but I was really excited when <laughs> GoldenEye came out because there hadn't been a right. James Bond film for years, right? Yeah. And I went to see it and I thought, now it's impossible to look back at Pierce Brosnan being James Bond without just thinking it was almost a complete parody. right? I don't know why. Right. I mean, you don't listen to Adam and Joe. Fucking hell, I'm just keep putting all the landmines down today. It's like every single trigger you've got. But they used I to do... I don't mind Adam and Joe. Did they go to Cambridge as well? I don't know, probably. I they, know they went, they went to Westminster School, didn't they? Yeah. With Louis Theroux and Shane McGowan. But, I mean, I loved their radio show when it was on Six Music, and I think before that it was on XFM. And it was probably the first podcast I got into years ago, and they started doing that. I don't keep up <clears> Adam Buxton's as much now. Um... But in those days, it was funny. And they used to just take off Pierce Brosnan in Bond films so well. And right. they, uh, and it was so funny. And they were the ones who, who first alerted me to the existence of the famous Taffin clip. You know, maybe you shouldn't be living it. Are you aware of that? I haven't so seen the film. There's, no. a, there's a film set in Ireland, which was made, I guess, in the early 90s before he became James Bond. And right. it was called Taffin. 
and it's about some guy going back to the town where he grew up and trying to fucking sort shit out. I don't fucking know. I've never seen it. I've only seen the clip. But there is a legendary <laughs> clip that they were, like, obsessed with, right? Yeah. Which is which is a scene. And I won't do it just you got to watch it. But basically, Pierce Brosnan has sort of got some dark glasses on it and he's supposed to be a little bit kind of, you know, Keith Richards, louche kind of, like, pisshead <laughs> in it, right? Right, and yeah. <laughs> he goes, what goes on in this town is not to this woman, right? He goes, what goes on in this town is none of your business. And she says, as long as I'm living under this roof, as long as I'm living here, of course it's my business. And Pierce Brosnan turns around to her in these glasses holding a bottle of scotch. He goes, well, maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> And he carries it on for fucking ages, right? <laughs> like, it's like it's like proper insane. It's a serious <laughs> film, and he's trying to act seriously, but yeah. it's like so insane. And they're obsessed with it. I mean, they devote like a large parts of shows to it, and then also right. do funny impressions of Pitts Brothers. They turn out the talks like he's always on the toilet, straight in to go for a shit. Right, which and all of these things, once you hear them enough times, I mean, some people say it about yeah. Roy Keane or Frank Lampard from listening to our podcast, the voice gets in your yeah. head and you can never see that person and think of them normally yeah. again. And that's what well, happened to me it, with Pierce Brosnan. So, someone, you, you alerted me to a tweet or a message or something the other day that somebody said that they can't get the song Shut, Shut Your Body Down out of their head. Yeah, a song that doesn't exist. exist. It only exists in one line. Yeah. <laughs> Shut my body down. I don't even know if that's how it goes. I think so. You usually see it. <laughs> Shut my body down. Someone's, yeah, someone's just going around their house singing Shut My Body. A completely invented song that only has one line. And he can't get out of his head. But anyway, Tina Turner's theme tune to GoldenEye is mm. fucking <laughs> She sings a bit in the club style, doesn't she? It is a bit. I was going to say that out of one side of her mouth, yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, that's it's a good song. Golden Eye's a good song. I mean, loads of the, the Bond themes were great because John Barry, who originally mm. came up with the Bond theme music, he always had a hand in them for yeah. many, many years. He'd have a hand in the, the song that was done. So that's why if you you'd were have to sit down with him, yeah, Durand, like John yeah, Taylor he'd, he'd in his a, book, he'd go in for half a day and just tell yeah. him what to do. You got to make it a bit more Bondy. It's not Bondy enough. Psst. Do this bit, and he play a little bit on a keyboard or something like that. Hello, Put that in. it's JB here. Yeah. Let us in. I'm here to fucking sort out whatever mess you've been making in the studio. Bondify it a bit. <laughs> Proto musician, and fucking and, sit down and listen. And if you don't fucking like it, Miss Easton which I've been told is your name, then go and take it up with the fucking Broccoli's because they're the ones paying the bills <laughs> and they want yours truly to be in charge of all this fucking stuff, yeah? <laughs> now, John, John Taylor John from Duran Duran in his ludicrous memoir, In the Pleasure Groove, yes, that is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. It's amazing. Oh, man. It's, it's, it may, may one day in the distant future be deep diverable. I read it years ago. Yeah. It's fucking funny, but ludicrous. But in his book, In the Pleasure Groove, he says about how he... It's something like he just bumped... Like Le Bon or him just bumped into fucking someone like Albert Brockman and said, 
hey man, and it was when Duran Duran were fucking massive like Peace Burn Planet, yeah. and just a bit pissed and off his face, right? He's just got given mm. it. Hey man, you heard you made the Bond movies. When are you gonna fucking let us do a thing shit with the Bond movies, right? Just he's pissed. And the, guy's the biggest gone, oh. group in the world. And Bond probably wasn't as big in the mid eighties as it had been, and that it is again now. I think it went through a little mm. bit of a lull because they they hadn't replaced Roger Moore, and he was about a hundred years old, right? So yeah. he was getting a bit shit, and uh, so he's obviously jumped on it and went fucking hell yeah. Are you serious? And John Taylor's kind of mm. gone, yeah, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> so he sort of signed up to deal there and then, and then remembered belatedly and had to tell the rest of the band, uh, guys, uh, I think I signed us up to doing the next Bond movie, right? <laughs> and they're like, all right. But Simon the Bond's like, yeah, but I want to be in the video being like, I want to be Bond myself in the video. Well, the problem is, say, I'll only do it if I can be James Bond in the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a bit difficult, but we'll let you be James Bond in the video, maybe. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, compromise. I suppose that'll do. Fine, and don't, 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 let it not be said that I can't compromise. I will be <laughs> James Bond in the video, and the video will be two hours long. <laughs> right, but... We'll only be released in the cinemas. I think, I'll have to go back and check this, but I think that they did have problems with John Barry because, because of that being the right. system, the mechanism yeah. by which it was made. Yeah. You, you'd get big acts, and they'd obviously, a band like Duran Duran were very much, they did all their own numbers. They were not some mm. manufactured pop band, you know. You got big fucking personalities like Nick Rhodes there, mate. I mean, Nick Rhodes mm. is a man not to be fucking trifled with. Yeah, I really, I really like Nick Rhodes. Every time I see a Duran documentary... I really yeah. like Nick Rhodes because he just seems to hilarious. have floated effortlessly above the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can imagine LeBron and Taylor fucking carousing in a bar or hotel somewhere at a big yeah. showbiz party. Loving and Nick it, Rhodes yeah. just kind of sitting in the corner going, look at those fuckers, look what yeah. they're doing now. Nick Rhodes has got like Chips. a sort of, just a, the slight glimmer of a smile <laughs> in the corner of his mouth all the yeah. time. Yeah. And he's always, even to this day, wearing a bit of makeup. But he's always got this look in his eye that's very much of the, all right, cunts, sort of flavour. He's like, that's right. Nick Rhodes here. Well, what's the matter? Never seen a fucking multi-millionaire wearing a bit of makeup before. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Old Rhodesy. Yeah, Rhodes. Uh, I sort of feel Rhodes was the... I think it was a collaborative band, but Rhodes, I think, was Mm. very much the life force of Duran The director of it all. Yeah, I think he was the grown-up from the beginning who who sort of made shit happen. And I think that once Barry turned up, that would have been quite a... uh, The two stags butting antlers. Mm. But I mean, John Barry is a fucking genius, though. Some of John Barry's stuff is brilliant. Get on Spotify and just have a listen to Best of John Barry because he's done so many great th- film soundtracks and themes over the years. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. I saw a documentary once about the music of James Bond. And they were talking about John Barry and all that, right? And they were talking about the first, when it was first, the Doctor No, when they commissioned the music. It yeah. was a guitar riff, and I'm not sure if that was John Barry or, or another musician had it, and it was just a guitar riff that they were using for the action scenes in the film right. that went ding, 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 which, of course, has become synonymous with James yeah. Bond, right? Uh, but at the time, it was just background music to build suspense in a in a scene, and they obviously liked yeah. it so much that it became like the, 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 the musical motif of the franchise, right? But mm. the geezer who um, was talking about it, they interviewed him, said, how did you come up with that guitar riff, right? And he's gone, oh, I, uh, it was actually, I nicked it from an, I'd been in India. He went, and it was an old sitar folk song, right? Yeah. And I thought, get to fuck, right? And then he's fucking got the sitar <laughs> out and he started playing it. Now, this clip is like a clip that I am obsessed by and that I've been unable to find on YouTube, right? And I'm harping right. out because I know that either you or one of the cunters will now find it now I've said that, right? Because right. I've fucking tried and I can't find it. And this documentary would have been in about 2005 because it was when the new Daniel Craig film came out, the first Daniel Craig film came out. And he's got his sitar out, right? And he sings this. And I remember the lyrics because I went around singing it for ages. And he goes... <laughs> Shut my body down. Yeah. No, he goes, I heard it in an Indian village. It was a really ancient Indian folk song, right? About a boy who was born with an unlucky sneeze, right? Oh, wow. And he goes, and he starts playing it on the guitar, guitar, right? And it goes, I was born with this unlucky... He starts singing it in an Indian accent. So it's not me doing it. This is how he sung it, right? He sung it like it was an eight and a half hot mum. He goes, I was born with this unlucky sneeze and what is worse, I came out of my mum the wrong way round. <laughs> That's what he says. And he goes, everyone wow. knows in this village that I am very unlucky. Right? And they're <laughs> like, mom. what the fuck? And, and he's like playing a sitar and then it just merges. <laughs> they cut from that to bing, 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 bing. It's fucking this mad. Was was this John Barry doing this? I don't know if it was John Barry who played that guitar riff. Let me just quickly uh, look it up, right? I've just who... found it on Digital Digital Spy. 
Because it was Monty Norman that came up with that theme originally. That's it. Bar- That's it. It's Monty Norman. He's right. the one so saying Monty all Norman this. Doing it in the clip. Yeah, doing the Indian accent the lot, and it's really weird the way he sings it. He does a sort of weird face. I mean, it was so freaky. I was going around singing it and doing an impression for ages, and my wife had to tell me to stop. I think it could be there. You know, it's on YouTube. It says "Good sign, bad sign, Monty Norman," and that's, that's it. the result that's come up when I've put Monty Norman on Lucky Sneeze. <laughs> Watch it, mate. Even if we have to clip this, this bit out of the show. The song from an abandoned 50s musical which later became the basis for Monty Norman's James Bond theme. Well, we'll just have a listen to that later on when we finish. finished. Oh, fuck it. Do it's it now. so good. Cut it out. I was born with this unlucky sneeze And what is worse, I came into the world the wrong way round all agree that I am the reason why my father fell into the village pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my fucking God. mad. How mad oh, is that? Yes. And that's How Monty Norman. And, he d- and you're watching, he pulls a weird face when he's singing it, doesn't he? Like with a big there's smile. No, there's, there's, there's no visual. It's just a black screen. Oh. It's just the song. But it's it's on their YouTube. Good sign, bad sign. Monty Norman. Good um, sign, bad sign. And there sign. it is. They just nicked and it. How- so, Monty Norman, how did you come up yeah. with the distinctive James Bond thing? Fucking nicked it, mate. Fucking nicked fucking it from nicked India. Fucking nicked it out of some Indian fucking film, didn't I? <laughs> I took the words out because they were fucking weird. I remember them, though. <laughs> they were daft. <laughs> they were fucking wow. mad. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know how we've got to that, but this is one of the high points of this entire podcast series. <laughs> I'm so glad I knew you'd find it. And all by a simple process of Googling that I could have done. Google it, for, as you were saying some, at the start of the For some reason, week. I couldn't fucking ever find it. Yeah, Google's hard, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. That's that. That's that's Tina Turner at number 10 with uh, GoldenEye. Uh, just scrolling down a bit further, uh, number 29, TLC, with Digging On You. Oh. And I think further evidence, as time has gone on, that TLC were probably the best pop group of the mid-1990s. Yeah, I with, would say that's uh, fair. Crazy Sexy Cool album, and then the Fan Mill album after that. I don't think they're any, anyways, anyone's come close well, to Well, remember my um, encounter with Brian Eno? When he said, yeah. do you want to hear the yeah. best bass line of all time? Yeah. And I went, yeah, all right exactly. then. And he Go stuck on, on fucking Eno. waterfalls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. D- you, you, do you know who I am? <laughs> yes, aren't you, Brian Eno? Out of Roxy Music and other musical ventures. Correct. So Correct you answer. will know, you'll be aware of my reputation as a fucking musical genius. Yes. <laughs> now... Are and you? also, I, I know stuff about music that yeah. might sound weird to you, but I am fucking right, okay? Now, you've got to believe that. Bearing everything I've just said in mind, what's your answer to the following question? Would you, whatever your fucking name is, like to hear the best bass line of all time? <laughs> yes. You right. can try and guess what you might think it is. You'll be wrong for the men- the reasons I just mentioned there. You'll never fucking guess because your brain hasn't got the capacity to comprehend it. 
<laughs> You're the sort of cunt who probably likes meatloaf or queen. Like that David Mitchell from Peep Show. You haven't got the fucking understanding of music required to enjoy it. You're missing a chromosome. Now sit down and listen, because here it comes. But yeah, Waterfalls, he reckons that's the best baseline ever. But yeah, yeah, fucking hell. I mean, there's some TLC, band. Brilliant. You can't, I mean, if you look at Destiny's Child, who are also some fucking band, they, mm. um, they, they owe a lot. I mean, I know Destiny's Child were probably around and, you know, they were already operational in the 90s, but they just... <laughs> Functional. They, they, they were did, functioning fully. They did. They didn't become massive until about two thousand. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. And yeah. I think TLC blazed a trail for them. Definitely, definitely. So that's TLC. Just, just it's always good to just remind everybody how fucking brilliant TLC are. He's on um, the phone by Saint Etienne. That's at number fifteen. Oh, great that song. is a great track great by a great band. Yeah, um, and I think that's the one that had the video that was produced by uh, Robert Lloyd. From the Nightingales. Have you seen that documentary yet that Stuart Lee's done about Robert Lloyd and the Nightingales? No, I don't know. No, I remember you told ago. me about it. I must watch yeah, that. Yeah, I think it might still be on catch up. That's a really good watch. And and Robert Lloyd, after the Nightingales split up and his solo career went down the pan, he ended up producing pop videos and he still doesn't really know why. Um, and I think <laughs> that was one of the ones that he did. He's on the phone. Um, that's featured in there. Fairground I'm, Simply Red. That was Simply Red's comeback from after the huge success of Stars album, and they oh. came back with you Fairground. Post Stars, Simply Red and Mick Hucknall became almost like a joke to anyone who was in the know, right? Apart anyone from Brian who, Eno, he's any, probably into them. Any three, any three percenters, right? Were like a yeah. fucking Simply Red. But I've got to tell you, right? I think that's revisionism because when. When they were in the 80s, when in about 1986, right, when mm. they did Money's Too Tight to Mention, mm. and even Holding Back the Years, which I find personally unlistenable now because it's just <laughs> so grim. It just dra- it's what certain songs just drag you down. Yeah. But that's just personal. I'm not saying everyone feels that way about it. But when they did Money's Too Tight to Mention, right, as far as I remember it, I'd have only been 11, Everyone was like, fucking Simply Red, he's brilliant. Great, he's got an yeah. amazing, because he does have an amazing voice, right? Yeah. And they're doing this great track. And yeah, fucking Simply Red are fine. They're an acceptable face of like pop music. That's fine. It was only really stars onwards where it was like, oh my God. Well, no, I'll I'll, I'll dispute that. I'll say that stars is a great album. Stars has got some great stars. tracks on it. Stay. You don't like that one? You don't like Something Got Me Started? You don't like For Your Babies? For Your Babies is a gorgeous song. I don't know song. that one. Something Got Me Started's decent, though, yeah. I mean, he has go, got go a fucking listen. amazing voice and a great delivery as well, but I felt that they just went very kind of bland. Go and have a listen to For Your Babies after we've done this. Because um, we were moving shops at our price. We were moving into a bigger unit in the Metro Centre in Gateshead. And, uh, Records uh, are going mad. They're the latest what? craze. The what kids want to buy them. Even the grannies want to buy them. We're going to move to a bigger unit and ride this wave for as long as it fucking lasts. We've heard, we've got rumour that Freddie Mercury's not well and we might be selling loads of his <laughs> records this Christmas. So let's get a bigger store. <laughs> Pack them in. But um, we, we're moving and all of the stock didn't get moved until the second week of the move. We were just moving and, and setting up shelves and shit. And there was only two CDs in the store because you weren't allowed to take the stock along because all the stock had to be sealed so that nothing could be stolen. 
Ooh. So it had to be officially moved by and official so no bacteria movers. could get inside as well. Exactly. It was like pre-COVID almost. CD so says, do, do not use this CD if seal is broken. <laughs> exactly. So we had this incredible sound system in the new store and we only had two CDs to listen to for a whole week. One was Diamonds and Pearls by Prince and the New Power Generation. Other one was Stars by Simply Red. And I know which of the two albums I still prefer to this day. You prefer and this stars? is coming from a massive Prince fan, yeah. We yeah. don't like um, Diamonds and Pearls. Well, that's the I album that he right. claimed to have been forced to release, didn't they? I think so. It's all right. It's a great, it's a great album, but Stars just sounded really good, and it I just it got under my skin. There, I said it. So um, um, at number thirty-one, that. it's Groove Theory with "Tell Me It." No, just tell <laughs> me. But still, the sentiment remains the same. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. Uh, Club classic, Josh Wink, High State of Consciousness at 35. Oh, what a tune. Yeah. That's a that's a real classic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and also another nod well. to the thriving clubbing scene. You've got Frankie Knuckles just below it. Yeah. What do you want from me? Featuring yeah. a diva. Elvis is there in the chart as well. Um, at 43, uh, I don't know if we should no go that of. deep. But R. Kelly's got we a song called... I'm sorry, we can't. We can't go that. We can can't I just tell you the name the of this R. Kelly song, though? It's called... Of course you can. Now, you remind me of something. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's not get into R. Kelly. Now, what is it that you... It's fucking something. It's a really bad opening chat line there by R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, I'm looking beyond the top 40. Sean Maguire's at 16, out who was in EastEnders and had previously yeah. been a great character in Grange Hill as well. He had, yeah. What was he called? Was he called Tegs? Yeah, he was fucking awesome in that. Yeah. Kind of after my time of Grange Hill, that I think. Yeah, it was late era. I was aware of him, but I didn't yeah, see but- him as a... I didn't see him as a role model, let's just say that. No, 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 but he was... Yeah, I was probably getting a bit old by the time he was in it, but I'd, you know, I'd watch Grange Hill now if they brought it back. Yeah. Oh, you can um, get the first few series on Britbox now. First four or five series are on Britbox. Yeah. If you want to get into that. That peak era, really. It never really got... Yeah. I mean, what you got to do is when you look at the classic eras, it comes down to... It's like when you'll have, like, Manchester United fans saying, was it Fergie's team in the late 90s versus Busby's mid-60s team, right? With Grain right. Chill, it's about uh, the the early series that had Tucker Jenkins, right? Mm. Or the what I call the Just Say No era of the mid-80s, which had Zamo yeah. and Roland. And yeah. I would say that probably my era was a bit more the latter. And also the fact that you had the heroin storyline Definitely. It really for me. gives it just the edge. Same for me. Mm. Yeah, same and for me. And also that I mean, kid who drowned in the swimming pool and Danny Kendall, yeah. all that sort of Danny stuff. Danny Kendall dying as well, yeah. Yeah, that definitely, that was that was Grinch Hill's finest era. Yeah. Just um, beat I'm going to stop this now. I'm going to stop okay. this now because we fucking clearly ran out of things to say. We're just floundering now. What? So let's just kill it. What? But what is, we always talk like this. No, 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 no. There's usually a bit more purpose about it than this. This is oh, okay. just saying right. things. This is just okay. saying things about Green Chill. There's, there's, there's nothing here for anybody. Okay. I'll end it. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's the end of this one then. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. We're so sorry. It's not for everyone. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.